zero hours. Catherine Mather. Ow! Zero hours! Hello and welcome to Zero Hours Podcast with me, Catherine Mather, where I speak to comedians and creatives about the best and worst jobs they've done to get by. Today, I'm joined by comedian and project manager, Charlene Jahan. Hello! Hello, how are you? Uh, the, we were just talking about this. Not well. We both were doing comedy till very late. And I am not a, I used to be a morning person, but it's so hard to be a morning person with comedy. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's hard to be a morning person when your evening becomes the morning. Yeah. Technically, I'm, we're the most morning we've ever been. <laughs> most morning person. Because we go to sleep at two or three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So that, that's morning. Yeah. Yeah. We're in morning. Um. <laughs> oh, we're in morning over our morning routine. Mm-hmm. Cut that up. Cut that. Up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's staying in. Um, oh, God. <laughs> so much power. Anyway. <laughs> I know. I, I let it go to my head. You're drunk. You're drunk from the night before. Drunk on power. <laughs> and uh, what, what's that thing? Jaeger bombs. There you go. To yeah. keep you awake. Yeah. That, oh, yeah. I really want the Jaeger bomb to be my drink that I order in a green room. You know, when they, sometimes they come in and they're like, can we get you any drinks? Yeah. I think it would be so funny to just like, yeah, Jaeger bomb, please. Like, as in funny ha-ha or funny, like, oh, my God, this girl is tragic. She's going to die young and therefore be famous. Exactly. Well, yeah, it just it would make me laugh uh. that to just be <laughs> the drink that you order. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I just, like, order tonic water, which is mm. really boring. Um, But maybe I can have a thing, too, like blue Lucozade. Mm. Or blue Wicked. Do they do blue Lucozade? I don't think they have it. Like, I, I want them to color my <laughs> She's such a diva. I'm such a diva. <laughs> but, like, with low-class drinks, it's not even, like, a fancy drink. So, it's just, anyway, I, I, I think I'm making less and less sense by the minute. <laughs> I, I couldn't have Jaeger bombs because the last time I had one, I was on a tube the day after, and I was like... I am either going to throw up or shit myself, but either way, <laughs> I shouldn't be putting this poison into my body anymore. Yeah. Why did it become a thing? Because it's like, it, what is it? It calms you down, but it makes your heart goes crazy. Like it's a, a upper and a downer at the same time. Like yeah. why? Why did we think that was a good idea? I don't know. People die from drinking. Oh, people die from drinking a lot of things, don't they? But you know yeah i mean bleach is one mm-hmm. lots of things you can drink normal alcohol yeah has, has killed enough yeah but this feels like a little bit much to be getting into <laughs> uh, four and a half minutes <laughs> i want to no i don't want i'm changing your podcast we're changing yeah. it we're going to talk about different things from now on your podcast is about uh uh diseases that can kill you yeah alcoholism mm-hmm. yeah done. two Thanks. people who don't drink much no no uh, <laughs> anymore i think it's a it's a niche topic uh by non-experts but we'd just be two dudes talking about anything then well quite actually <laughs> like the joe rogan podcast <laughs> loads of things like that oh, mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. what is or has been your worst job? Uh, my worst job has been McDonald's. I, w- I used to work oh. at McDonald's. It was my first job uh, at uh, the tender age of, I think it was 15, maybe. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, like, have you ever worked at McDonald's? Or I haven't. Anybody? I've done a lot of kitchen work. I've done a lot of catering work, but never at McDonald's it's it's like uh, so I did it in Canada where I'm from and like for like the best way to explain what it's like to work at McDonald's is like um we all had to buy black shoes when you're working at McDonald's and I bought like a cheap pair of black shoes Mm -hmm. uh and I didn't work I maybe worked like twice a 
a week there for a year and the grease from McDonald's uh, ate through my shoes. So I had to buy a second pair of shoes. That's like, that's how crazy that is. Which bit of the shoe? The sole? Or the, the sole! Top? Oh, and that, so that wasn't from walking in them? I don't, like, it was just, no. It was that's like, what? it ate through the shoe. Damn. How greasy is the floor? Because I assume you clean it, right? Yeah, we do. I, I can't explain it. I, I Actually, now that I think about it, uh, for my entire life, I've been saying this is because of McDonald's, but is it correlation or causation? So has McDonald's destroyed any of your shoes since you stopped working there? Is that what we're getting at? No, as in like, is there just one point of data? Oh, that's right. What, that's what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, I, I wouldn't be in McDonald's that much for it to destroy all my shoes. But yeah, no, I don't know. It's, it's crazy. My other th- uh, thing that I, I remember is like, because we'd have to go around and like the parking lot, um, like clean the parking lot. And there'd just be like so many used condoms. Wow. In a McDonald's like, car park. In a, in a McDonald's car park. And I'm just like, who are these lucky ladies? You know? <laughs> That's you want a burger hey dinner it's just it's just more efficient you know instead of mm-hmm. doing the dinner and the go like and then uh having sex after you could just do them together at the same time <gasps> yeah fucking whilst eating a burger i'm saying it's a it's a good time <laughs> oh god that is so tragic <laughs> so, so were people i assume people were fucking in their cars did I see? didn't see it, but mm-hmm. like it would be weird if it was like, oh, let's fuck in our homes, but you know what? Where we'll get rid of the condoms. Let's drive to <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> I want to disrespect some minimum wage workers. I'm going to take this box of used condoms <laughs> to a car park nearby. <laughs> and then you'd like just revert it back. Then you'd be like, uh, I don't know, maybe you brought a girl home for the first time. Uh, and then you'd be like, what is this used bag of condoms? Like, what? I have a, I have a plan, you see. <laughs> let me let me bring you into it. What I do every month on a full moon. is <laughs> so I get a Big Mac and then scatter to it's it's my own uh, ritual for uh, anyway. I've I've gone I've I've gone a little crazy. <laughs> no, it's a good bit. Um, <laughs> like so, I that's insane. I wonder why they were there. And it, oh. it happened like I I I didn't clean it that often, but like every couple months, I like I'd be the person who had to clean it, and there'd always be some. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's um. I don't know where do you stand on that because I think I uh if someone was like do you want to fuck in my car I don't think I have ever uh wanted to bang someone enough that a McDonald's car park I'd be like yeah baby let's do it well I think we gotta take age into account so I never was asked uh when I was younger but now I just don't think my back could handle it (laughs) Like, I just no. don't know how, how to, and I'm a small lady. I just don't think I could. Like, that requires a lot of limberness that I don't think I have the ability to do. Mm. But you're little, so you could fit on the back seat of a car quite comfortably. I imagine it would be difficult if you're a tall person. Yeah, but, like, I, I just feel like the acrobatics of it all, uh, it just, I guess it would just hurt the dude more. Yeah. So I guess it's with him. <laughs> Apparently, I'll, I'll be fine. <laughs> you, just... heard it here. you heard it here first. I'll accept. <laughs> if you're okay with it. No, sorry. Go ahead. It's just a lot of, it's a lot of fuss, isn't it? It's a lot of fat. For something that's probably not going to be great. Yeah. I just feel like if you're good at that, uh, and you find out when you're young that you're good at back of the car sex, then you should probably enroll in Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> I would think, watch that segment. <laughs> yeah, I just think I think that's like a really good route. Like you're like, oh my god, I found a strength. <laughs> can, you skill. can you imagine you just bring a little car on and you they'd be banging and so many people get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> How are that many people fucking in a mini? <laughs> <laughs> Drama. <laughs> That's the circus, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's entertainment, girls. Uh, yeah. Anyway. So McDonald's has managed to make it onto this podcast on a number of occasions. <laughs> um, what um, was it? A first job? Was it? Uh, uh, how long yeah. were you there? It was my first job. I think I was there for a year and a half. But like my manager was like this. To me, she she probably wasn't that old. But you know when you're like fifteen, sixteen, and you don't like somebody, like they. Like, all I can remember is, like, a garden gnome. Like, she felt like, like a gargoyle to me. But, like, uh, but like it was my first job. And I wasn't really, I'm, I'm actually, like, quite clumsy. Mm-hmm. And she thought that that meant that I was, like, she basically made people cry and laughed oh. at it. Yeah. I, I was on probation for an extra two months because, like, I was, like, bad at McDonald's. And when it's, like, your first job, uh, like I, honestly I was just like oh my god I'll never achieve anything in my life because I can't do McDonald's and she just just kept keep saying like all the these terrible things like like uh I remember I got a test result once and I explained what it was and I got an A and she was just like really like what I thought you were dumb no oh. she sounds like she was just a bully yeah she was 100% a bully but like like a 30 year old bully well 40 year old bully with among like teenagers oh that's so horrible especially when it's your first job because you have no reference point for oh this is just a bad boss yeah you have no reference I genuinely thought I couldn't do anything I'm like ma don't expect me to do anything in life I can't cut at McDonald's no (laughs) so and that was was she there for the full yeah time you were there yeah 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 I actually um ended up doing night shifts because then I didn't have to see her so it's it's the shift where you're like start at 11 o'clock in the morning and then end at at 6 a.m that was my favorite that was that was really cool because you just kind of hang around and eat food and then I read a book an entire book I read an entire book while I was waiting everybody else was like you're a nerd I'm like yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna read this book uh, I think I was reading the Harry Potter series. Yeah, time. which one? Can't, can't have been Order of the Phoenix. No. I can't Cause, remember. Because that would be incredible. <laughs> read that as like fucking doorstop of a book in one shift. <laughs> it's not, I didn't read it over one shift, but I would bring in the same book every every weekend and then just, just do that. It was a, It was a weird time in my life. <laughs> That's fair though. That's um, that's the dream job if you can just do something for pleasure while you're there. Yeah, yeah, I think so. The uh, dream shift. Perhaps. Yeah, that's why I always read comedy. I mean, read while I do comedy. Yeah. Yeah, that's you've seen my act. It's just me reading a book. Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. At first, I thought you were being rude. Mm. Uh, but then you know you get used to it quite quickly. Yeah, it's a device. Mm. Yeah, you, everyone should come see my Edinburgh show of me reading 45 minutes of my <laughs> in your head. <laughs> in my head. I don't even say it. <laughs> Just sit down and read a book. <laughs> yeah, and then the last 15 minutes is just a little review of a book. But you don't show anybody <laughs> the title of the book. <laughs> I found it derivative. What did you think? <laughs> We don't even know the title. We don't know the title. You didn't read any of it. <laughs> and I just come out with that. I think that's a good show. Five stars. <laughs> the Guardian. <laughs> yeah. The Guardian is famous for not reading books. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so you started at McDonald's. Yeah. Yes. It, it was yes. a shit show. Yeah. You didn't like it. Did yeah. you decide to keep in? the uh the, the fast food industry where did you go from there what was next uh my best friend had moved over to a job at a grocery store mm-hmm. and she she like the manager loved her 
like it was so crazy like i felt like like the ugly step sister so fucking long and they're like when she left she was like so upset like take this one with you um <laughs> uh, anyway my but when she got a job she she would work there for like six seven months and then she she brought me in and uh that the next boss was way better and it was just a it was a, yeah it was a fun crowd and i enjoyed it working at a grocery store was great it was it was very misogynistic not in a bad way but it's always like the girls on cash and the guys doing all the the the, the lifting so it was kind of like this 50s scenario anyway i, I found that with waitressing as well they would get yeah. the to do the setup and then the girls would just be like you can polish the glasses yeah do it what was your first job uh i had a paper round and then i worked in an ice cream shop uh, i cannot imagine you working in an ice cream shop no i hated it it was awful Wait, um, you are hilarious but like just imagining you smiling for eight hours a day just just makes me laugh oh i did not smile for eight hours a day <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about that um, <laughs> Like these three-year-old kids with all their hopes and dreams. Like, can I have a cone? And you're like, Bleh. I was so bad at getting the ice cream to stay in the cone as well. <laughs> you have one job. I know. And at no point did I pick it up, and then I kind of got let go. But <laughs> this podcast is not about me. Why? <laughs> because i've been in it for four years the good people have heard my tales so often we haven't heard it twice <laughs> why did you get let go because i couldn't make the ice cream stay in the cons i was costing them so much money <laughs> <laughs> there were so many children crying <laughs> the manager hated me <laughs> oh my god did we have the same manager did she travel from canada to come to yours Maybe, yeah, and became a really angry man whose only pleasure was bullying teenagers. Oh my god, sounds like my lady. Uh, it's a particular person, isn't it? Um, so how long were you at the grocery store for? I think I was there until my first year of university. So I think I was at the grocery store probably like 17, and then I was there until like, so yeah, it's like two years probably. Okay, that's a good chunk of time yeah yeah what was um was it just a relief that you didn't have a horrible manager anymore that made it a good place to be yeah it was like um it, it was just it was just kind of like more uh, just a nicer environment and there was like guys you could flirt with and then there's fun girls and we didn't have my my shoes were intact Greece <laughs> no was gonna come into it you know and then you, you just you could chat in between and it just felt like it just genuinely felt like I went from the slums to like some like ooh la di da I work at a grocery store now somebody stop me um um yeah it was just it was just nine day and I was just kind of working with my uh friend and then I just had like a little bit more confidence back that I could do something with my life <laughs> that's nice it's um yeah. it's sad that people don't understand how formative those first working experiences are yeah and obviously you're gonna be a dumbass like I just don't understand the, the manager at McDonald's like what are you expecting like I will of course I'm gonna be a dumbass just like be nice to me and then I'll try harder yeah and teach me how to do the job and yeah. then I'll have confidence to do the job oh god yeah I have no street smarts that's the thing yeah. uh so it, it just takes me forever to do anything do you have street smarts now no absolutely not I'm like absolutely helpless the thing is I like I'm a project manager and I can get shit done. But at the same time, like sometimes I need help people to like take sweaters off of me. Yeah. Like I can't, I, I get stuck in my own sweater. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because Does it, it? <laughs> well, yeah, because there's two it's it, it there's the physical and the the, the mental kind of yeah, uh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do stuff in my own body. Also, I just don't make logical decisions. 
Right. So yeah. what? <laughs> what are your <laughs> top ten illogical decisions? I, for some, I think some things through to the nth degree, and I don't think other things through at all. Like uh, moving to the UK. Yeah. Like I, I borrowed a thousand dollars from my sister because you need to show that your bank account has a thousand dollars in it to enter the UK because there's like a reciprocal agreement that you can, if you're under 30, you could just come over for like two years. And uh, I took two big ass suitcases and I came here for six months and one day in a hostel booked. Right. And I thought that was a good idea. Like, how did it pan out? I mean, I'm here and I'm not murdered, but there was like some days where I slept on a bench. Really? Yeah, some days. Yeah. So how, what, how did you get settled then when you were here? Because that's a ballsy move, just having one night in a hostel. Yeah, I, I was crying on the airplane because I'm like, what is this plan? <laughs> what, what, a po- <laughs> what a point to make that realisation. Stop it, you silly, silly goose. is <laughs> <laughs> It was, it was really bad. It was real bad. I just, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, thank God I was that dumb that I didn't think it through. Otherwise, I don't think I'd ever come here, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, no, no, the, the recipro- reciprocal agreement, there was like this, like um, this uh, organization that helps like people, like Canadians, like just, you know, just make the most out of the two years. So I went there and then they told me stuff about like the rail card, like the under under 25 rail card, I'm like, ooh, or like how to f- apply for jobs and stuff like that. Um, and like how to get a bank account. So I, I did all those things and then I try to like get a job, but you know what was best? I got a job as a waitress, but remember I can't hold anything in my hands because mm-hmm. they break so temporary waitress uh so every time I got in like max I'd be anywhere is for a week and they'd be like wow she's having a really bad week and then I'd leave and then have a really bad week somewhere. <laughs> my hands are too small to carry like big ass plates and they're all events right so like it'd be like a really fancy event and they're like be like like maybe a thumb amount of food but like surrounded by all this like accoutrements that were placed significantly to make like I don't know a spider whatever you want to something integrate and then I picked it up and then it all just sloshed (laughs) down my shirt and I'm like here you go (laughs) and it's open Also, why are there always so many doors and so many stairs between the kitchen and the place where people eat when you work in events? That is such a, no one talks about this. No one talks about like, yeah, the patriarchy exists. We need to smash it. One of those things includes stairs and doors. (laughs) Please. Yes, we're serving you, but I don't need that. Those kind of barriers. I have enough mental barriers. So, so there, I'm, I'm, I'm too tired to have any fully formed opinion on this. <laughs> my food is cold. Of course it's cold. I've had to walk 16 miles from the kitchen with it. <laughs> yeah, and maybe it's drowned slightly in my tears, but it's fine. Just eat it. I remember, <laughs> I remember uh, uh, going to, the, it was a charity event. And like Hugh Grant was supposed to be there and he was not there. Um, and uh, uh I think Bill Nye was there and he was doing a speech and it was a charity event. And like the food was so little, but there was so many models and like there was like a little piece of steak this big. Mm-hmm. So many plates got returned where that little piece of steak never got eaten. What? What were they because doing they with were, it? They were eating the lettuce. Oh, that's sad. I'm so happy that I'm not that beautiful. You know, like if we were that gorgeous, then we would have to try harder, I feel. Oh, yeah. I don't have the effort to put yeah. in. I'm like, I wish I could look like a model, but also I really like biscuits. That's it. Like if I look like a model, then I felt I would feel like I would have to maintain looking like a model. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I am happy looking very average and then eating average food. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. you're above average. <laughs> 
but point. I want that stop. Uh, so what what made you want to come to the UK? Was it like a, a as quick a decision as it sounds? Oh yeah. Uh, basically, I was uh, so I did a degree in chemistry, which I was not good at. Uh, I didn't know what to study, and I'm like, so I applied for like five different things. I applied for journalism at one university, chemistry at another university, biomed at another one. Uh, just random, pick pick at random anything, and I I, I applied for it, uh, and then I picked this chemistry course where it was like close to home I guess because I hadn't thought through where I would live yeah I also didn't know about student loans so I had enough money for like half a semester but I didn't even clock that that's not so anyway I just I look back on my life and I wonder you know <laughs> I wonder about things anyway um and that so basically I was and then I'm like I finished my degree and I'm like what should I do? Uh, masters? So some university very nicely had accepted me for their master's program, which was paid. Uh, and I was supposed to go and then, but it wasn't starting for six months. So I was like, oh, where can I go? And I was in between China and England for some reason, because it was like something. And, chi- and then I saw that China works six days a week. And I'm like, no, thank you. <laughs> Fair, absolutely fair. <laughs> and that's literally it. Otherwise, I would be t- I would be doing this in Mandarin. Oh my god! <laughs> With you still? Yeah. <laughs> in that scenario, really? you would know Mandarin. Mm-hmm. I tried to learn Mandarin, but it's really hard. Um, yeah, there's so many uh, sounds that I can't hear, mm-hmm. like the intonation and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the hardest part was. Because I think, you know, if you if I was to try and read Spanish, I could have a good crack at making the sounds that are written down. But yeah, Mandarin, where would, I don't know. <laughs> it's a drawing. I can't. All writing's drawings. I'm not being offensive, but you know what I mean. You are being so offensive right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cancel! Cancel her! Catherine hates all Chinese speakers. <laughs> what? You heard it here first. Catherine not only hates Chinese speakers, but she hates their babies. <laughs> she hates their babies. Oh my God, what a stance to take. Bring back the zero child policy, am I right? <laughs> oh my God. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, what a hate speech. In yeah. the uh, in the court case, this will be the segment that they pull out. <laughs> well, I uh... <laughs> well, it's very accurate. I can testify. <laughs> but over there, but um, Your Honor, the, the context was very important. <laughs> we were very tired, <laughs> and we had, we may or may not have, not have had Jaeger bams. Jaeger bam. Jaeger bams. Like so a Jaeger bomb, but Jaeger bomb. <laughs> The thing is, Your Honor, we both had sex at a McDonald's car park, and we were very tired. So, <laughs> what else could we have said? <laughs> there was nothing else to say. Um, I, but Mandarin was difficult to learn, and that's why neither of us are speaking it. Um, that's it. And I'm so. Do you speak another language? Um, my parents are Bengali, so I speak Bengali very poorly. Yeah, uh, but um, I think I, I keep saying I say it very poorly, but I don't practice. So maybe I should just practice. But I don't really know that many Bengali people here. Like everyone, uh, most people in London, if they are Bengali, they're like Siliti, which is a different. Um, I can't understand Siliti, whereas my parents uh, speak a different form. And I don't even know what's called. Yeah. Yeah. Very useful content. In- incredibly so yeah um well if anyone wants to, to <laughs> if anyone wants to practice with you they can write in yeah yeah it's a very specific crowd who's come in just to talk to hear about zero hour contracts but then they're like huh, i do want to do language lessons with this girl she seems like she needs it yeah well i mean there we go we're um touting for business yeah
Mm -hmm. oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> no, no, they pay you to, to, to teach them, to teach them. Uh -huh. How can I teach them? Because I'm not, I'm not good at it. It's more like I need to practice with another person. Mm. This doesn't I seem like a viable business opportunity. No, maybe not. No, no. So you went to uni. Yeah. You did chemistry for some reason. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember any of it. Ask me anything about chemistry. I don't know it. Sorry. <laughs> and then you came here for six months. Oh my God. There's one joke. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. You will not understand. Did you take chemistry at all? Oh God, no. So bad at it. <laughs> uh, then I don't know if this joke will make any sense. Okay. Uh, I, I'm literally just Googling something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is it your joke? No, I'm not. No, oh, okay. it's also not my joke. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a okay. Okay, I think I, 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 I will. If there's any chemistry nerds, I might be wrong. But it's like, hey, why did? Because I said it in inorganic chemistry uh, versus organic chemistry, um, and I'm not going to explain the difference to you because um, I don't remember. Uh, and the reason uh, when people ask like, oh, why'd you study inorganic chemistry? And I'd be like, it's because I can uh, count above 12. Oh, uh, periodic table joke, boom. <laughs> this is the time you decided to blow your nose and not care at all about what I just said. Please don't audience who have, who is listening to this. And I, I feel like you wouldn't be listening to this. I feel like you probably have turned off five minutes. <laughs> but uh, if you are still listening, that is not the level of jokes I make now. Because as we said before, I read on stage. So I don't yeah. make any jokes anymore. Yeah. No, it was a style choice, which a lot of people questioned when you're like, I'm just going to silently <laughs> stand with a book in my hands. No, I sit. Why oh, I okay, sit? yeah, of course. You're not an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> like Mark Marin, but yeah. A a brown lady. A a brown lady, Mark Marin, without the words. Yeah. In a book. <laughs> uh, I mean, there are statue. words in, in the book. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, indistinguishable from Mark Marin. I am Mark Marin. Look. Everyone says, and by everyone, I mean you right now, have told me I am my friend. <laughs> oh, God. I can spread the word on the circuit. I, so, I think you should. <laughs> so what, what advice would you give to people wanting to move from Canada to, to England? Never look into it. Like, like, as in, research as little as possible. <laughs> This is very hard, especially British people. You guys are so unfriendly. Really? Yeah, it's so hard to make friends here. Like, uh, uh, don't get me wrong. Every big city is kind of a problem. But like in Canada, if you if you were in my hometown, like we had like uh, exchange students all the time. And then we'd be inviting them to barbecues, like just hanging out. Like you just be like, oh, you're a stranger. You're new to the city. Like, well, how can we like hang out with you? No one wanted to hang out with me ever. And I'm like, hey. I get my personality's bad, but that's like, like it's, I can't bad zero out of like a hundred. <laughs> Somebody would want, to. I started talking to creepy men. I'm like, at least you want to hang out with me. And they're like, no, uh, do you want this drink? And I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> oh, so you, did you not know anybody when you came here then? No. Oh my God. That's such a bold move. I am. Well, it's everything's bold when you don't research it at all. True. And I guess if it's only for six months, then. Yeah. It... But uh, there was a plot twist. I stayed. Mm -hmm. What made you stay? Uh, I just I realized I didn't like chemistry. Fair enough. That's, that's literally it. And I'm like, uh, I don't like that. And I don't know what to do. And I've got this two year visa. So I guess I can find out here. But it was a, it was a very, it was a very weird time here. Like uh, I did random things. Like I lived in a house with 14 Nigerians at one point. That was interesting. Um, and then one time I, yeah, like I, I had weird living situations. London's like, prices are so expensive. I used to work for London of Liberties and their accounts. 
Okay. Yeah. And uh, the, I don't think I had to explain that I don't li- work in accounts. I didn't think it because it basically have to be a very skinny model to work on the shelf for. Uh, but I counted all the um, billionaire, air billionaires who come in with like stacks of 50s. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I don't want to pay taxes. Here, take 50,000 pounds. And uh, I guess I'll buy this white shirt, which was 50,000 pounds. So, so was that like cl- sort of cleaning their money then? They would just make a donation. No, no. There, like the there was stuff very expensive. Like there was a three hundred pound white shirt in there. Oh my god! Yeah, and I'm like, what is in this? Is it cocaine? Like, what's in that? <laughs> that's what, what makes is- it white. <laughs> <laughs> is that how? Do you just wash it in cocaine? Like, what is it? Uh, is it is it from the tears of Chinese babies that Catherine hates? Like, I don't know. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't say it these are the thoughts that you have that has come out of my mouth <laughs> i don't think i'm speaking for you when i say all of these terrible things uh asterisk this has been endorsed by Catherine. <laughs> so how how did you get into liberties then it was just a, another job uh that i would like uh, because i i signed up with agencies so i was doing this temp uh, job for um, restaurants and then I was doing very badly but obviously that was fine and then uh, and then there was just this other temp job came in and it was like low skilled you just count money right so I'm like I can count money let me count money yeah <laughs> um so was that um the the temp in how long was that a, a thing that you were doing? I did that for probably like, oh, and I Liberty was in there for a bit, but like for a year and a half. And then I was like, at that point, my sister. So this is a weird thing in the UK. Uh, basically, you can apply for like accountancy firms without having done accountancy at university, which is not the case in uh, most of the rest of the world. So I was like, how do I stay in the UK? Because I couldn't apply for good jobs because my uh, visa would run out after a year and you have to go through the sponsorship process, which is like, it's so expensive. Like mm-hmm. um, not even like just, there's the process is huge just to have, do you know anything about sponsorship? No. Uh, so basically you have to prove, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm such a big deal. So people have to prove that no one in the European Union could do the job that I was about to do. That's why they had to hire a Canadian. And I had not gone to university here or anything. So I applied for the basically any job which would give me a sponsorship. So I applied for big accounting firms. And then I got through to one of them. And uh, there was stats that had to be put in my visa application that said Sherlyn was out of 10,000 applications that came through and she was a shining star and she needs to stay or I'm going to kill myself. Like that kind of verbiage <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, was in there. A direct quote. I know. Yeah. <laughs> that is from the prime minister at the time. Who was it? I don't know. Some guy. <laughs> Some guy. David Cameron? I don't know. So did they, I assume they took you on then? Yeah, otherwise I wouldn't be here. Yeah, that's wild. Because everybody must know that that's bullshit. And I'm not doing down your skills, your employment skills at all. But, you know, surely there are not jobs that only you and you alone can do. Or or Um, for anybody. This is really hurtful. (laughs) I feel personally attacked. You invite me on your podcast and you're attacking me. How dare you attack me? Um. Actually, it does make sense for higher skilled work. What you're t- saying is absolutely true for me because I was applying for a grad position. Uh, and so what, 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 what basically happens is what they do is uh, companies like these, they don't, if they find somebody that fits the match, they don't keep looking. So they have uh, like stats, like we do uh, 
10,000 rounds of interviews a year. We, we, we have 40 positions that we need to fill. We do this many rounds of interviews. So, and they just say, list all the things that they do. But what happens is if you make it through all those steps and they think you fit the bill, they don't go, all right, let's see if anybody else European can do this job. Right. Yeah, so that's basically how they kind of go around it. I mean, I feel comfortable saying that now that we are no longer in the European Union, I guess. So no mm-hmm. one can trace it back to i don't know who's listening to this podcast probably lawmakers yeah all (laughs) exclusively lawmakers (laughs) exclusively uk lawmakers like how do we keep these bitches out i'm like well you want more canadians wasn't that part of the brexit thing so yeah uh but like it does make sense if you are a higher skilled so what 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 would be the case is like uh canadian healthcare. Uh, like my friends went over to Canada and they would want to replicate what the NHS does. So they would be able to get a visa to say, well, only this person who has this kind of experience would be able to do it because no other Canadian could do that. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, It it does always make me laugh when people, you know, you you get the odd one at the hospital who will be like, I want the white doctor. And you're like, which one? (laughs) <laughs> we don't have you know everybody here is an immigrant and yeah. it's, it's beautiful because like you know as soon as you need any translation services you're like well that's great we've got so many people that we can ask for it but I think oh people God. are very much under a, an illusion that there's just so many <laughs> of these English white doctors and nurses you know what I've I blame television for that because we all grew up in North America with like these hot princes and British doctors with beautiful accents that go around when they're not being awesome. They're going around just, you know, bodybuilding uh, with a full fucking head of hair and all they need is love. So I understand, first of all, I am upset that I haven't been swept off my feet by said person but um i also that makes me really angry though uh mostly because like uh god my sister's my sister's a doctor and like all of my family are from bangladesh all of my family for most and this is gonna get a, a little bit sad but like because of, bangladesh used to be a rich country until colonialism and then it's so fucked up that all my family who are super educated had to leave we all left like you don't you have brown doctors because all of our doctors and engineers left our country <laughs> because we fucked them over yeah so what, what do how would you feel if we took all your doctors and engineers you should be happy anyway. yeah it's insane it's um yeah it all the skilled work it, yeah is here to help you yeah oh god wish we could cure racism Yes, that would be. Um, I don't know that we can do that with this podcast, but it is all just little steps. Why am I on here? I I'm thought sorry. we were gonna make a difference. Shall we end the recording now? <laughs> I don't want to be part of this anymore. <laughs> I'm out. Um, at what point did comedy come into things? <laughs> Very late in the game. Um, I think it was like the end of 2018 that I decided to, basically I wanted to make friends. And um, so I tried everything, you name a thing. I will, I will have tried it. Um, hockey was actually, field hockey was actually quite good for making friends, uh, but I was really bad at it because I have no hand-eye coordination uh, as we've talked about. Um, <laughs> as we've mentioned previously multiple times. Um, but like uh so it's just on my list to try and i'm i never watched comedy i right. i literally never I'm, i watched maybe like three specials like i was aware of dave Chappelle, and then i watched russell peters because that's it was viral at the time and then that's about it and then uh and i tried my comedy course and i was like one of the best of the nights and i was like oh my god uh book me for love with Apollo. I'm so good at comedy. Like I, because there, a lot of people had dropped out because it was a major uh, football game. Um, 
we all end up doing like 10 to 15 minutes and I'm like guys my first gig I did 15 and I was so good and then the second gig I bombed completely and I'm like okay all right all right I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I could maybe make it consistent I don't know I don't know what it is about like what made you because like basically all comedians probably fail the first gig or the second gig or maybe the third gig depending on whatever and there's something that internally they go oh I've never had love and this kind of rejection it makes just me makes me want to work harder and then and then kind of kick off because normal people feel would be like all right maybe I should stop yeah what's that driving force yeah um I think personally for me it was just having another gig in the diary that I didn't feel like I could say no to really but so you booked your first gig and then you just booked like four at the same time I had my first gig and that went well uh as you said but then I think you have no reference point so of course it went well um and then I think you there's a reference point there's a lot of people like in the other gate the, the, the on my first gig the other, of a lot of people who were or did got got no laughs I can't speak they got no laughs there's a reference <laughs> point yeah but a personal reference point it, you've never done it before okay, so fine. you don't anything that you get unless it's like a glass to the face is good <laughs> isn't it you know yeah Oh, you mean like three laughs and you're like, I did it. Yeah, I'm the best. That is the best comedic performance I've ever done. (laughs) Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it for you? What was your driving force to go back out there? It's the lack of love in my life, I think. It was was like, ah, my parents have never told me they love me. So I think this reminds me of that. (laughs) Let me work harder. (laughs) And... uh, Oh, and what, when did it like um, turn around for you when you're like, uh, I think I could do this? I don't know. I just had people offer me money to do it. So I thought, yeah, I, I, it, it could be a job. That's incredible. Let's do it then. Yeah. yeah. But you've been doing really well for yourself recently. You were at Soho Theatre. That's my second time there. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Which is the dream. It is. Well, it's people told me it was the dream. I'm, I didn't grow up here and I don't watch comedy. So I was like, uh, cool, another gig. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's a the gig. And I'm like, oh, okay. So do you still not watch comedy? No, I watch like I watch comedy all the time now. Oh, okay. So there was yeah. nothing. So it was uh, literally just a making friends. Um, exercise when you started doing comedy there was nothing was there anything beforehand that was like I want to be a performer oh yeah I took the acting classes beforehand again to make friends um <laughs> ask me how many friends I've made yes. <laughs> uh, uh, I am hurt <laughs> <laughs> we're frenemies um right uh no it's I I've always been a performer like I always try to make my friends laugh and stuff like that um I stopped doing that now I'm so tired but also <laughs> it's you're not paying me so no uh-uh. <laughs> uh-uh. um so yeah I am uh I was always uh performing in some way so when I like took acting classes that was kind of fun and then I just like comedy I don't I look I had some people say I was funny, but not a huge amount. And I wonder how much of that is because I'm a woman. I feel like if you're a guy and you're funny, a lot of people will tell you you're funny. Whereas mm-hmm. like uh, for women, they're like, oh, you're so charismatic or or um, fun to be around or something like that. So I got a lot of fun to be around. And then maybe one or two people saying I was funny. Uh, and I just thought I'd, you know, try it. And what was the thing that kept you at it? Um, lack of love really yeah I just wanted the hit of oh people accept me for two minutes and I've been chasing that high ever since (laughs) I think that's a common thread through why people do it oh I thought you meant my life story I'm like whoa is this therapy (laughs) no (laughs) um yeah I think a lot of people do it because there's a need yeah 
to be liked there's a need to be liked but i think that's moving into because if you want to be a good comedian i think that's you have to step away from being needing to be liked um uh because it's desperate uh, which i've been told by many men no i'm <laughs> kidding uh the now i think there's a need to express mm-hmm. i think it's uh, moving into like the artist bit where I'm like, I want to express some shit and I'm not really sure uh, what I even want to express anymore because uh, it's all kind of muddled up. But like, there's there's definitely a drive to say some stuff yeah, and do it well. Yeah, the whole hmm, do it well thing. Do you think that there's a difference between men and women's approach to... Um, I don't know how to word this question perhaps the um, if you've got something to say I think that do you think that men are more like I'm just going to go out and say it whereas a woman will think about it more and maybe spend more time articulating it Hmm. she said inarticulately (laughs) maybe if you spend a little bit of time thinking about it then you know (laughs) you know really pop um Let's see. By the way, like, you know how my cadence is? I, somebody interviewed me and then wrote this down on paper and it makes me look like a dick because <laughs> all of this stuff that I'm saying is obviously jokes. And so when you write it on paper, like, yeah, I think I'm better than you. Just read that on paper. It's just so... <laughs> Yeah, I read that art, uh, like interview and I'm like, oh my God, uh, no one reads, right? That's, no, it's like, that's why I will never uh, do print interviews ever again. No, okay. Um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, um, articulate yes. versus men. I don't know. I don't know. I think maybe they might be a little bit riskier with saying Stuff, but maybe not in this environment mm-hmm. maybe they're thinking as through as much as we are because like uh every every topic is now nuanced yeah you have to have nuance mm-hmm. yeah unless you're talking about your balls i guess and then yeah take away the nuance i don't think there is that much <laughs> no not much nuance in a dick joke yeah even like the alopecia and will smith thing like that 10 years ago wouldn't even be that crazy like now it's like not, oh butter butter but mental health and that like the nuance around like an autogenerative disease and that kind of stuff but like there I, I was I was listening to somebody and they were like did a, a study on how different people reacted to the Will Smith slap and like people from our generation who are like 30 and above were like well what are you doing slapping like that's physical violence like you should never physically attack anybody but like the younger generations are like verbal violence meeting physical violence is pretty normal Mm. um which is yeah all that's different like i think a really long-winded way of saying i communicate for a living um uh but like that i think everyone's probably thinking a lot of things through yeah and do you think that that's for better or for worse i think that's for better i think that that is for better like uh the facebook and twitter is the place where you can just let out the nasty demons and not think through the consequences i guess in the comment section and that's a terrible place to be like i want my comedians to think things through yeah i agree i think yeah. um yeah i think it's good that people are and i i guess the only reason i asked that question is because the the amount of and it it's it's tragic and beautiful to see when when you see and it's it's always a young man who has decided that they're going to do a lot of edgy jokes for their first ever gig tackling topics that they are not equipped to do yeah and I've never seen a woman have the confidence to be like I'm going to talk about um men's issues (laughs) uh and just go out and really not get it and then be offensive and walk away thinking that everyone else in that room is wrong 
Yeah, but does that make us better than them? I think that just means we have low self-esteem. Women mm-hmm. in general have low self-esteem because I think we're probably, if we had higher self-esteem, we'd probably be as bad as... Yes, I agree. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's that we are better. I think it's just that we have been taught to shut up a bit more. <laughs> yes, like sh- shut up about your... We still have bad opinions, but we just, you know, say it in different ways behind their backs <laughs> yes <laughs> over some cocktails mm. or jaeger bombs yes so i feel like we should end on a high mm. what what's your best job been i get it has to be stand-up comedy surely yeah yeah like when it goes well it goes so well like i i just feel like i'm on fire uh, i felt like that happened to, i did soho theater like a couple months ago and I genuinely walked off feeling like a god yeah I'm like I cannot be stopped (laughs) no one can stop this do I have power within my hands and I I all genuinely felt so much energy in my hands I felt like I could I had magical powers that's that's what I felt the next day don't get me wrong comedy is very humbling uh it was the worst gig ever uh uh, so it comedy keeps it real but like yeah that was it's it's that's the best that's the best job yeah will you will you keep doing it forever comedy yeah um I think the cool thing for I don't know is the short answer. Uh, I think the cool thing with your podcast is like you'll see like comedians have a lot of other jobs. Mm-hmm. And for me, I was doing well at another job, but I realized that I wasn't getting what I needed. Like I felt like I was coming against a wall and then all of a sudden like comedy opened up and then you're like, oh man, it's so much freer over here. So if that happens in comedy, like we can't all make it to the top, right? Uh, so if that happens in comedy, I, I hope that I have the, the wisdom to be like, oh, okay, what else should I be doing? Maybe I'm a writer. Maybe I'm a blah, blah, blah. Right now, it feels like I'll, I'll I, maybe right now it feels like keep doing comedy. But like, yeah, that's, that's my long answer. Yeah, it's, um, it's hard to know what will happen, isn't it? Yeah, but also like, not everyone's meant to do everything like if if I like I I thought I was going to be uh like a a partner in a firm yeah and and like it's good to have dreams but don't I I don't like holding on to them with for dear life yeah yeah so it's being amazing stand-up community if I I could be Michelle Wolf like I would I I would murder a few people to get there you know (laughs) yeah but I'm not going to hold on to that. Like if, if I get to the middle and that's all, all I get to for a comedian, then yeah, I, I, I'm happy to move over and make way for other people. Yeah. I think um, it was, we were having a conversation on a train back from, was it Leicester? Oh yeah. And that guy uh, loved our conversation. Very eye-opening for the gentleman across the aisle. Yeah. <laughs> but um, there was a nice, uh kind of conclusion I think you came to on that journey which Mm -hmm. was uh about how uh as comedians you can get quite uh swept up in um what everyone else is doing and a bit jealous sometimes but it is everyone just having their own little wins and there is nobody racing ahead and everyone's just just happy with their little wins and also feeling inferior with their little wins yeah you know the best part of that is that you remembered our conversation i did it was a very um i feel like i uh, went to bed less stupid after our conversation oh wow i have such a good effect on people no i'm kidding uh, <laughs> no you do uh, it's very insightful <laughs> i don't know how to take compliments shut up <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry you're a horrible uh, bitch as well Oh, none of these. Oh, that makes sense to me. Thank you. <laughs> I'm actually writing down. This is a thing that I'm doing because I have very low self-esteem. I People who give me compliments, I'm writing it down in a book now. That's a so good I'm idea. Gonna, I'm, write, I'm gonna write down, you were very insightful from mm. Catherine. Yeah, and wise. Oh. <laughs> Two <laughs> things! Ah! And a bitch. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> well, it has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank um, you. I hope it wasn't too manic. Not at all. Um, and where can people find you? Uh, I know that you are doing your show, uh, White Chicks 2. Um, wh- where can people see that? Where where are you online? You're a very good comedian. People need to see you. Aww, stop complimenting me. And um, you're a bitch. <laughs> and I'm a bitch. Ugh, let's just start with that. Um, so it, I think the best way to find me is if you... Um, uh, just follow me on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter, on Facebook, but I mostly uh, post on Instagram. Um, and that's Charlene Comedy. So it's S H Charlene Comedy. Uh, like if you're trying to tell me to shut up, shut up. Yeah. But no one will want to tell you to shut up. Well, you haven't been to some of my gigs. Uh, <laughs> they did want me to shut up. Um, uh, so that's uh, if they follow me in that, that uh, I post a lot of things. So I'm also going to Edinburgh. So um, oh, if anybody so is in Edinburgh, please come. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. Take care. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so wistful. Lovely. Okay. <laughs>